0: Hey, guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into to the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. And happy new year, Mac. It's 2024.
0: Ooh, what the heck? Have you had to write, had to write yes. a date yet? And did, I did you mess it up?
1: I did, and did I had to think up? so hard about it. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I've got a couple of things I need to do that I, I do have to do that, and I just hope it's not like an ugly three that I turn into a four. Like, I, I hope I nail it.
1: Okay. That did happen to me, and I think that happens to everybody <laughs> because it's so weird to change the year, Mac. It is so, yeah. so weird. We are going to recap some bowl and This will be our only episode of this week, and then – We'll be back next week with some more episodes as we get into our ACC under review. We took a little time off after our FSU uh, bowl game episode, which, of course, we'll get to that game, unfortunately. <laughs> but we're we glad. Yeah, there's a game. Yeah, there was, there was a- we're glad to be back. <laughs> Just
0: kidding. Love you guys.
1: Love you Glad Love to be you. back. Love you. Mac, uh, I wanted to know about the vibe down there at the hmm. Orange Bowl because you guys were down there, at ACC Network. I assume pregame vibes were high.
0: Wrong assumption. Oh. <laughs> Wrong assumption. They were not. I, I tried to opt out of the Orange Bowl as well, uh, and it was very unsuccessful. I was told that I had to be there. Um, It was just – it was weird. It was actually. weird. I mean, it it was so weird because, one, you already know like a billion people aren't playing. Yeah. And then as we're doing the show, we see people not running out in pads. and We're like, oh, this guy's not playing. Raiden Fisk isn't playing. He's hurt, allegedly. He's not playing uh you know there was a couple there was a handful of other guys we're just like oh he's not playing either okay awesome so we're Great. down to a walk-on starting right now like we're just like this is not good uh and so our my my kind of mood during the show slowly started to be like I want to be home so badly I do not want to be here I don't know this is miserable
1: you're like and of who am you I even talking there. about now like yeah, who is right. this like,
0: guy it, Not, it's not a depth chart, it's a roster. Like, I'm looking at numbers and I'm trying (laughs) to find people. It was brutal, it really was brutal. And you know what? Kudos to you know, FSU fans, they were loud. I mean, they showed up and uh, you know, definitely made a presence. The band, there's a lot of memes going around about the band about how loud they played the fight song. They're like down 60 points, always do. That
1: is blasting. That is an FSU trademark.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give up a third down. And they they, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> they always—they
0: do. let you know. They let you know. So I got to give kudos to the fans uh, that that did show up. And, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it's also awkward because this lawsuit going around, it's like, are we friends? Are we not friends? Right, like, I right. love FSU. Can we dap up and all this stuff? And We're everybody, still was cool. friends. everybody was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a big difference there. Um, and, and so it was great. It was great to mm. see, you know, people kind of, you know, I, I talked to, you know, Michael Alford a good bit. That was awesome. Love Mike uh, and his support and, and got to see some of the support staffs. Our guy, Derek, um, just briefly saw coach. I mean, he's so locked in and, and I wasn't there for a long time going to the Clemson game. Um, so it, it was, I don't know, KG. It, it was just with all the great stuff that happened all year long um, for the ACC, for FSU specifically, it was like this isn't a real representation yeah, yeah. of how the end of the season should be. And it it feels like I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy to think that. I'd love to hear from FSU fans. I called you out for or asked you for last time to give us some feedback. Uh, We'd love some more now. Like, how do you feel? Because it felt like to me, it's just like the whole season. Like, was for what? Like, who cares? But you won the ACC. That's super unfair to me. I think that's. I think it is very successful. And I think the uh, you know just getting to that moment in general is, is amazing and a massive successful season. A great you know, kind of foundational piece, which I, I kind of said this on TV. What, what can we do now? Like what now. can FSU do now? Because I think the circumstances are obviously dra- dramatically different. Um, but my red shirt freshman year, our re- or freshman year, um, you know, we lost 70 to 33 in the, in the orange bowl, still the most points, Georgia, you could have helped me out. I thought we were going to do that. <laughs> uh, I thought Clemson was going to get wiped from the record books there. We're still there. We're still number one, most given up ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we go on and, and have the best run in, in Clemson history. Can FSU replicate that to where this you know, this projects them to where, you know, they, they take it to another level. Obviously it's probably hard to, to have the greatest run ever. Cause that was insane what they did in the nineties. Um, yeah. you know, but can, can they turn it into something like that? So I, I am fascinated to see where FSU goes, you know, from here, KG.
1: Yes, we are gonna get to some more FSU. We're gonna talk about the DJ Uyanga Lale situation He's back, here. Back baby,
0: back in the league. Trust Let's go. Trust me,
1: Mac and I both know how to pronounce it, so we're <laughs> ready to right.
0: roll. If anybody needs any tips, hit us up. We got you. We've and, got a and lot you know what's, familiarity. You know, what's so funny about that is people still butcher it. Oh, like yeah, I was watching a good. broadcast the other day, and I'm just like, man, that was. So it's not bad. that just, hard. Just say DJ U if you can't say it.
1: For right? FSU we'll help fans, we'll unga Lale.
0: There
1: you go. Break Easy. It up. Easy. <laughs> Mac, we got to get to a message from Ingles. We're going to talk about who we feel like are the big winners from bowl season. Virginia Tech, Clemson, Georgia Tech, and then kind of hit on the rest and talk about DJU. But I have to shout out Ingles because I spent New Year's in Asheville, Ooh, the home on. of Ingles.
0: Headquarters, baby. home
1: the house we were staying at right next to us. Ingles. We went to Ingles for everything. Mac, you have been proud. Uh, Nick made a beef tenderloin.
0: Oh, so come on, big Nick, come on.
1: And we picked up some wine there. We picked up some Brussels sprouts, some potatoes, all sorts of stuff for Brussels a little spread. Sprouts. I love it. Hey, hey, w- they were well cooked. They big were big Brussels
0: you know. guy. Big Brussels you guy. I love I'm with Brussels. It. I'm with it.
1: So it was <laughs> nice to be in in the homeland of Ingles, Mac.
0: It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact
1: free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingalls-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space, and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Mac, let's talk about some of these teams that we think really did some damage in bowl season, and let's start with Clemson in the Gator Bowl. Chomp chomp, Gators. Uh, unfortunately, an accountant was not eaten after this game, like a pop tart. And of course, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you didn't really get what I was saying. Mike Golding, Jr. tweeted that. I thought it was hilarious. It Come was right after the Pop Tart Joe. Bowl, and he said, "So are we all just going to eat an accountant after this? <laughs> My <night?">
0: God,
1: <laughs> this is the Tax Layer Bowl."
0: That's but nice
1: that did not happen. And um, really, the star of the Pop Tart Bowl was the Pop Tart. But we, I guess, we have to talk about that game for a second. But Clemson beats Kentucky, thirty-eight to thirty-five. Mac, this game was crazy. This may, besides the playoff games, which were both really great, this may have been the best game of bowl season, like the most exciting. Yeah. Um, the craziest finish, Clemson just going bonkers in the fourth quarter, but also turning the ball over a bunch. Kentucky just giving the ball away to the Tigers. Cade yeah. Klubnik leading a game-winning drive, which I think we all kind of had our doubts as as that was unfolding. <laughs> Mac, you were there. You were yeah. there in person. What, what was the atmosphere like? What were your thoughts on this game?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was incredible, first of all, just to, to be able to go as a fan. Uh that that was my first time going to a Clemson game as a fan with Khaki, my wife, since the twenty eighteen national championship. Wow. I mean, that it was crazy. It was crazy Sounds like when I was good really, luck charm, Matt. I know. I need to go with her more or I'm her good luck charm. We're Clemson's good luck charm. I look you at it. You guys together, that way. yes. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Clemson lose a game as fans since like the twenty seventeen uh Sugar Bowl. That was the last time. So it's right. pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, we we do our part, we try to help out. Um, but it was awesome. It was so much fun to, to be there. Uh, saw so many awesome fans and, and people coming up to me and talking, which was super super fun and, and made me feel like a celebrity in front of my friends. Famous. That was cool. Appreciate you guys helping me look big time. Um, and, and it was a, it was a pretty good crowd. Um, now compared to last year's Gator Bowl, it, it was like incomparable. Uh, you know, Notre Dame traveled really well. I think that was the first bowl game for you know South Carolina in like fifty years. So they they were there too in full support. They couldn't wait to get there. Um, and of course lost that game. So there there was a ton of people there. <laughs> I will say the upper decks were bone dry. That was it was a little embarrassing, but also I it's did like, see you that. Know, you're not it's not a playoff. I mean, what can you It's expect? not
1: a playoff. Um, and yeah. like I don't think Kentucky's bringing forty thousand people. So Which you know
0: what's crazy? Kentucky fans are like nuts about football. I thought that they were gonna weigh they out. They are I'm
1: sorry. they care. I thought
0: they were gonna weigh out number. It was probably it was probably 50-50 or close Yeah, enough. it kind of looked um, like that on TV. And they, you know, they got going early. Like they're beating Clemson. I'm just like, God, this sucks. Why did I come? Why did I come Kentucky. to this game? This is embarrassing. It's like 21 to 10, or maybe worse. And I'm just like it's
1: 21 to 10, yeah.
0: This is brutal. Um, and we're sitting next to some some Kentucky fans and they were just obnoxious. I'm just like, oh God, this is not good. Um, and then Clemson just goes nuts and, and creates all these turnovers. Back-to-back turnovers on back-to-back plays for Barrett Carter. Uh, Khalil Barnes had done that the, the week before, in which previously it hadn't been done since like the 90s. Then it happens back-to-back games for Clemson. Mm. Um, and they just went nuts. So th- that was so fun to see. And, and you know, really just the – the I don't know. The, I wanted to see a little bit more from the offense throwing the football. And, you know, I, I, it is what it is at this point. Like there, there's some – you know, serious growing up that needs to happen and, you know, giving up eight sacks. Um yeah. I mean, it's, it's a just,
1: jarring number.
0: It is. And it's brutal. And it, it's like 50 50 O line versus quarterback versus whatever protection just outnumbered, just is what it is. Um, And I just, I see that. I'm like, gosh, that stinks. Like, how much better could it be? And, you know, not hitting guys when they're open and guys dropping by. It, it really felt like just this perfect. Here's the season, all in one. Yeah. And really for the last couple of seasons, it's kind of felt like this, but Clemson found a way, and they were able to get it, and they really leaned on Maffa and leaned on Ship, um, who together, I mean, if that's the last time we see those guys together, I mean, that was an awesome showing. I think Shipley had like 150 all-purpose yards. Maffa obviously an MVP and having four touchdowns. So, I mean, that, that's, that's what you want. That's what you thought you would see from those guys from the entire year uh, kind of perspective there. Defense, like I said, kind of stepped up big when you needed them most. So many young guys. I mean, Khalil Barnes being the leading tackler, I I think he has a chance to be really, really special. Wade Wood has looked great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barrett Carter, again, doing his thing. Peter Woods uh, and and company kind of there as well. TJ Parker. So I think the future is really bright uh, for the future of the Clemson defense. But the, the undeniable, any Clemson fan you ask, best thing of that game, was, as you mentioned, KG, that two-minute drive to yeah. win the game. Uh, K- Cade was essentially perfect. Um, I think he might have been perfect. I An mean, eight for eight or something of that nature, like 70 yards, 60 yards, um, and just moving the ball. I mean, finding guys, getting out in space, making it happen. And uh, like you, I had my doubts. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a rough way to end it. And then he Let's just marches honest, down the field. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, what? And yeah.
0: It's crazy. What were you thinking? I mean, everyone I, kind of, I think, was yeah. Thinking the the, same thing. the you know the the thing that I heard Coach Sweeney say after the game of Kate is very comfortable going fast, and that's what they mm. had to do, and that that just kind of takes thinking out of it. You move him around a little bit. He's just you know getting the ball to to, to guys and and just moving the it. ball quickly. Um, how can you channel that? You know, obviously there needs to be growth in general. At that position, where we don't, we shouldn't have to do one singular thing to be good, um, from a, a coaching perspective and coaching points. Um, so I think there's a lot of growth there. But if not, how, how do you change who you are and and do that, Coach? You know, back in the day, Coach Rig did that with Charlie Ward, and he won a Heisman in a national championship because they just ran a fast break offense. They were just always in the two minute drill. Um, and, and so it, it is going to be fascinating how can Clemson grow from this game and what can they take from it what can these players take from and uh you know essentially keep riding this wave of, of five games in a row here
1: there's so much to talk about with this game I think you hit on a lot of it Mac the the one thing that was different that that was different for Clemson on this five game winning streak was winning the turnover battle and in the end Kentucky turned it over four times some of those were four some of those I mean they were all Forced, If you will, but Kentucky was just kind of fumbling that thing and Clemson took advantage of it. They did. Yeah. I thought it was pivotal, uh, pivotal when Kentucky fumbled it and then Kade through that pick. Yeah. And that was kind of a, here we go again. Like, this yeah. is just how, let me just be. tell
0: you about that. The, okay. the Clemson side was going berserk. I mean, we were losing our minds so excited we got the ball let's go like here we go you know it's about to just blow open yep and then that pick <laughs> happens and you're just like oh my yeah.
1: god th- like it was, was silent kind of, it
0: was silent it was so it was, ex- it was the height it was the height of the game and yeah. then silent and you're just like oh my god
1: it was kind of a microcosm of the season yes that stretch yes. right there where you do something good and you do something really bad but Clemson bounced back from it, and Cade stayed in the game and was able to lead that drive. And I think he grew up a lot on that drive. Now, does does one drive solve everything? No, but he looked very confident. He looked very poised, and I think it can give him confidence, and it can give the coaching staff confidence. It can give the other guys on the roster confidence in him. But still, a lot of improvement needs to be made for sure, Mac. Moffa was so good. Shipley had that big uh, return that I thought – was a was pivotal and then of course went out but i I read it wasn't a serious injury right Mac I think we saw that's that what it sounds out. like sounds like no okay. ligament
0: damage no tears no that's, surgery that's really um, good because yeah
1: gosh okay. that would have been awful I think the question going forward is you know who comes back out of those running backs the other thing too Mac Brinningstool was so, really good Yeah, nine catches for 91 yards he's got to be and he has been but he's got to be a centerpiece Of your offense next year with Antonio Williams, with Tyler Brown, and then maybe some of these freshmen step up. Adam Randall made a few big plays, uh, helping to convert when Clemson needed it. So you saw a lot of good things. Winning the turnover battle was huge. Coming back down 21-10. Clemson had not come back down in the fourth quarter in a really long time. Mm -hmm. I believe it was since the 2016 national title, which is an insane stat. So a lot of really good things. Still some, you know, things that you want to see clean up, but you get the win and you yeah. do it in a way where you can build on.
0: Yes, exactly. And I think that's the, that's the, you know, the thing that everyone's going to be hyper focused on with all these games and all these people. And that's what, you know, I'm so excited for the weeks to come. You know, we're going to sit down with people that cover these teams or are a fan of these teams or cheer for the, whatever it is, very intimately and, and have, you know, a little bit different point of view and and are very close to these programs. And I I can't wait, you know, just to do that and to break all these downs and to talk about the future because there's a lot of excitement in the ACC and some of these top headline brand, you know, type teams as, as well that it was only better and only good for the league to continue to build on that. So Clemson's the first, you know, one that we kind of break down here and excited to see how they grow. But, you know, I think the overarching things, and again, we'll dive into all of this way more, way more in detail, but. Yeah, obviously, improvement at the quarterback position, improvement along the offensive line, improvement of the wide receiver core, and then just building, retooling, and and adding to that defense of okay, who's it going to be, and just eliminating turnovers overall. I mean, this is Coach Sweeney said it, but 2023 was the year of the turnover, you know, for Clemson. That's what everybody's going to remember this year for, and kind of say woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, because of that. But nine wins, you know, probably finishing maybe in the teens. Uh, you know, being ranked there, and yeah. you know, nine straight, or excuse me, thirteen straight seasons of nine or more wins is is just incredible. So, Clemson, the model of consistency, uh, fun to see that, and and you know, excited to see where they grow and where they go from here.
1: Mac called it before bowl season. He said the three teams that had the most to gain out of the ACC were Clemson, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech, and that rang true. All three of these teams won their bowl games and did so in um, exciting and, and for Virginia Tech's especially convincing fashion. Let's talk about the Hokies. Virginia Tech beats Tulane 41 to 20 in the military bowl. Kills them, especially in the second half. Tough, rainy conditions. Virginia Tech fans were still out there in the rain, didn't care. They ran all over Tulane, Mac, 50 carries for 362 yards. What even is that? Yeah.
0: It was impressive. It's domination is what it is. It is. I mean, you're talking about an 11 win team that was playing in their conference championship that had a lot of juice that the broadcasting team wanted to let, you know, these guys are excited to be here. They're not mad. They're not this and that. I'm like, why do you keep talking about that? Why does it keep being brought up? And then you lose by 21. Um, You know, I, I thought that it was amazing what we saw from those guys. The game plan was fantastic. It was terrible weather. Hokie fans filled up the stadium. I mean, it was a home game
1: uh, like for do. Virginia
0: Tech. Yeah, it was amazing to see that and to see that support and just the excitement you know, that I think is going to continue to rise and, and be a part of this program for the years to come here. But you're talking about a two-lane defense that I think was given up maybe 90 yards a game, maybe better than that. Maybe it was like in mm-hmm. the 70s. Um, I, I don't think had given up a 100-yard rusher or a 200-yard rusher, whatever it was, something wild. And Virginia Tech said, we're going to go for 360. (laughs) They said uh, bet. You're going to like it. (laughs) And we're going to run for touchdowns. We're going to run for 50, 40, 60, whatever it is at a time. Um, And there was nothing they could do, like literally nothing that they could do to stop it. Kyron drones threw the ball relatively efficiently. It's horrible conditions. Matter, you know, most got a couple of touchdowns in there. Um, But overall, just the attack. That I saw from them and the defensive prowess as well. I mean, they they were aggressive. They were getting after it, um, and it just it gets me jacked up for the future because with everything that's coming back, uh, with, with with a great wide receiver core, with a solid uh, quarterback that I think can take it to another level and really mm-hmm. progress. He has some, you know, Clemson fans that are listening, and Virginia Tech fans know very well. Uh, he's got a little Taj Boyd to him, you know, the way that he runs mm-hmm. the ball. The tenacity, the power. I mean, when Taj ran power is a rap. I mean, he he's getting the first down and maybe scoring, you know, every single time. If he can improve his passing and take a step passing the ball to get more like Taj, who is one of the best uh to ever do it, man, look out. Virginia Tech for real, I think can make some noise and and really is going to be fighting. I don't even know if it's a dark horse spot at this point, KG. I mean, I think they're fighting for a spot in Charlotte and really making some noise.
1: Mac I saw a way, 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 too early 12-team playoff projection that had the Virginia Tech Hokies in it.
0: Was that from uh, Sons of Saturday VT podcast? Was that their
1: prediction?
0: <laughs> 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 Shout out but to then, our guys. Salute. Big salute.
1: <laughs> look, you have a 12-team playoff now, right?
0: All you got to do is win. Louisville would have Just had a very win.
1: good chance at the 12-team yeah. playoff.
0: Hey, that so, committee can't keep you out no more. You win, you're in, baby. <laughs>
1: Well' not we can start on them, but <laughs> it's it's so funny now in college football that how much more excited you are when you have everybody returning yeah. because literally nobody has as much production returning as Virginia Tech yeah. of yeah. guys that either are coming back because they're not draft eligible or didn't transfer, so that's just fun if you're a fan because you know these players and and you're excited about these players and you become invested in drones and in Tootin and in all these different guys. So I'm excited for Hokie fans because I yeah. know that they're just through the roof excited too. And I thought it was really good to see Mac. Virginia Tech got down early. They started badly. They had that fumble and, and Tulane scored and it didn't matter. They right. still were able to to be fine and to win the game and run all over them, dominated the second half. Just a, a great sign for Virginia Tech. And yeah. I'm not guaranteeing any sort of uh, playoff situation, Mac. I'm not guaranteeing. No, no, no. This is not a grandly guarantee. <laughs> but I'm just telling you what I saw. That's and right. that's got to be very exciting. You're just reporting the
0: news. You're just reporting, just reporting the, news. the news. Well, here, here's what I also said on TV that I was so jacked up about. Because these, again, these Hokie fans are just some of the best, if not the best. The way that they By travel. The way,
1: I'm going to Virginia Tech this weekend. I'm calling the Virginia Tech NC State women's game. All way from home. So excited! Queens to of the Castle,
0: hanging out with my That's friends. Right, uh, That's I'm right. Excited for you. That's going to be a huge game. Um, and, and just the you know the way that they support this team through the dark times, right? Like yeah. through some bad football seasons. Now you get to take that step, and and I was just saying, I can't imagine how much better and how much more exciting you know those fans are going to be. What that environment's going to be a true right. you know twelfth cool. man. And Eddie Royal chimes in. That's how it was when I was there, brother. And it was yeah, great. Yeah. And uh so I when can't. Virginia wait. Tech was yeah, one of falling.
1: the best teams in the sport. Right. Yeah. Playing
0: for Natties and in, you know, competing and and you know, being disappointed if they're not in a BCS bowl. So that's where I, I again, I know we, we gotta be patient and a lot to be excited for. Right, this team right, at the end of the right. day, seven and six. Let me pump the brakes a little bit, but I'm excited. And I think there's a lot there. Um, especially when those Tigers roll into Lane Stadium. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for
1: that. Already. We we, uh, don't have the date yet, right? But already marking my calendar. That's right.
0: That's right. Just all fall. Fall is circled. We know that's uh, happening somewhere.
1: Circle it all. Correct. Another tech that did big things, Mac Georgia Tech beat UCF in the Gasparilla Bowl, 30 to 17, And UCF known for their rushing attack. Georgia Tech ran all over them. This this sounds pretty similar to Virginia Tech. 53 carries for the Yellow Jackets for 284 yards. (laughs) And it was a QB-RB duo. Jamal Haynes had 18 carries for 128. And, of course, Haynes King was also exceptional. They won the turnover battle. Georgia Tech did not allow any sacks. Some of that is because they ran the ball 50 times. But still, I mean, this was a game where a lot of people were picking UCF. I'm pretty sure UCF was favored. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Mac picked UCF. Yeah, I uh, didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> Georgia Tech continues to build on what they did this year. There's a lot of similarities between Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech. Yeah. You have an exciting transfer quarterback, yeah. uh, both from the Lone Star State, that have done really exciting things and really rejuvenized your program.
0: Yeah, yeah, no no question about it. And, and to to touch on quickly uh, the, the picks and how bad I did, I, I think that <laughs> – kind of in hindsight a a little bit some instances um it goes to show the strength of the league it really does because some of these teams you know just didn't quite finish like they wanted to like we thought maybe they could and so I thought that that would maybe linger a little bit in and this is against conference opponents and so I thought that was going to linger into bowl season and we'd have some letdown in certain places and that wasn't the case when we went out of conference in, in certain you know, matchups they, they want. I mean, you're talking about going against the Sun Belt champion, going against the, you know, conference, maybe USA, uh, runner-up. You know, teams that have 11 double-digit type win seasons that have expectations of championships that these teams go and and, and are able to beat. So huge shout-out, you know, to those ACC teams that, you know, I thought were not going to make that happen. American is, is the other conference, not Conference USA. There you, uh, go. There that, you go. That I was thinking there. Um, which was amazing, and, and Georgia Tech being one of them. Uh, I, I thought that UCF was going to be able to run the ball at will. And uh, to hold them to you know 160 yards, I think they you know, averaged over 200. I mean, that, that's amazing yeah. for them to be able to do that. And then to lean on your big offensive line and say, nah, we're going to be the ones that establish this thing. Like you mentioned, 53 rushes, 284 yards, a handful of touchdowns. Jamal Haynes was just freaky so fun to watch his explosive nature and and just time and time again, when they needed it, just go to him and, and he's going to make it happen. Had 128 yards, I believe was named the MVP of the game. Um, so that was fun. And I, I think all three of those teams we just touched on right there really have great momentum going into this off season. And now what can you do with it? You know, a lot of people right. want to just kind of, you know, scrap season and say, Oh, that doesn't matter. It does matter. Okay. It, it's building blocks. For what's next, and, and how can you rely on that, especially when you have as many guys coming back as they do?
1: Right. I mean, if they, if these guys, if their roster was just going, leaving, kind of honestly, kind of like Florida State's roster, just being um, stripped apart, if you will, maybe you don't take as much. But Georgia Tech, and Virginia Tech are returning a lot. And so is yeah. Clemson, too. So th- those were our three big winners from bowl season, Mac. Let's talk about some of the, actually, before we get to DJU. Any other, to be honest, guys, we don't want to sit here and break down Rutgers-Miami. We don't want to sit here and break down Louisville-Southern Cal, uh, North Carolina-West Virginia-UNC. I don't even, I'm not Sorry, sure guys. if they even showed up. Um, Syracuse, sheesh. I thought Duke beating Troy was a big win. Um, I had Duke covering, did not necessarily have them winning, but that was a big program win for them as yeah. Manny Diaz takes over. I was impressed with BC. Had them covering, Mac. Wasn't sure they were going to win. Crazy. But uh, old Tuami <laughs> ran all over those boys.
0: Yeah, uh, huge <laughs> shout out to Duke. I mean, I thought they played with their hair on fire. And you know what's interesting about that game, too? I, maybe I will, they watched our episode. They probably did. They probably did. And I, I will say this. There was like five or six guys that were in the portal, committed, maybe not signed, I don't know how that works, with other teams that I thought were gone. That played in the game. <laughs> I was like. The
1: Manny effect. I was like, oh, no. hold on. No, some They're of those gone. guys, you're right. They're,
0: They're gone. gone. Jordan Waters. Jordan Waters, uh, Peebles. Yes. There was a handful of other guys. And I'm like, wait, wh- how are you I playing I really
1: respected game? that he played. I
0: mean, that's great. It's. A- I just would have liked to have known that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm making my <laughs> picks and I'm like, where the heck did these guys come from? They fought like crazy. Uh, offensive line did great. Um, it was like role reversal. And uh, they made it happen. That, huge shout out to Duke. Everything that they kind of went through there—who played, who stayed, who didn't—and uh, for them to go out and to win was was really really cool. So massive shout out to those guys. And then Boston College. I mean, I thought these guys. Listen, I thought they were going to get ran out of town. I thought that there was no shot that they were even going to be in this game. And whether you know is what it is, you know. But but still thought SMU was going to do their thing. Uh, and, and at halftime, you know, they're scoring 14. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then the fourth quarter from Boston College, the grit, uh, the determination, yeah. the, the the culture all came together, and they said, hey, SMU, welcome to the ACC. Here's a baseball bat to the face by Tommy Castellanos, <laughs> the MVP trophy. Uh, that was incredible. So, SMU, welcome. Uh, pony up because we play some big boy football here. And a uh, huge shout-out to BC for getting that dub. That that was that might have been the the most shocking outcome um, in regards to an ACC team winning. Cause I, I just I, I didn't think there was any shot that that would happen.
1: I just think when you have Castellanos and you're not used to playing that kind of athlete at quarterback, it it can be very difficult. Yeah.
0: 156 and yards, couple of tutties. Yeah, it was very impressive.
1: I thought it was going to be an issue for us. Maybe SMU won't just show up and and you know finish near the top of the league. We'll I see.
0: They were missing their starting quarterback. So. You know Jennings I know, played know. well. Whatever. And they've been
1: going to the portal. At portal. <laughs> Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wait.
0: Wait till you see got, this team. They They're going to be a different it. looking team when uh, Boston travels to Dallas in a couple of months here. That's right.
1: They got money to spend. Okay, Mac, let's finish up this episode with a little Florida State talk. They lost on, to Georgia 63 so, 3. But <laughs> what was that? That's not really. <laughs> How many?
0: <laughs> I they love lost those. 63 to 3. <laughs> 63
1: <to> 3. <laughs> God, it's
0: terrible. Unbelievable.
1: I thought it. Would not be good. I didn't think it would be a TCU-Georgia situation. So I just don't know if you can take anything from the game. To your point, Mac, they just didn't have anybody. No. They didn't have anybody. No.
0: Never watch the tape. Don't ever look at it again. It's pointless. It is absolutely pointless. Um, I love what Kirby Smart said that, hey, we got a problem, college football. We got to figure this out. I mean, you're talking about an undefeated conference champion. And to to get housed like that with not having their guys, I mean, it's just – it was brutal. And, uh, you know, I, I think, again, Florida State, you, you know, your season ended ACC champions. I mean, that that's when it was over. That was the last time that team was together as a right. unit, as a full team, at, you know, relatively full strength. You didn't have Jordan Travis, obviously, and I understand that. Um but that that was it. And so I think that's where you just cut it. And, uh, you know, that's where that's where we stop. And, and, you know, looking at building, you know, for next year and the pieces that you have coming back, you need to go get some pieces. You know, getting DJU is a great start, um, but you need to go get a lot more, uh, you know, or thinking that, you know, the next guy's up and, and people that weren't able to play because of injury that are coming back, you know, are going to do enough. But here's kind of the world we live in. You, you play in that portal and you bring in a bunch of different guys and everybody's excited. When those guys move on, you've got to have others ready. And, and I, I know that they've been building, you know, some high school classes, but I think you need to go get more in the portal. I think you need to, mm-hmm. you know, lock down and, and get some guys that are ready to go and ready to play. And um, like I said, DJ, you a, a good start there. a Good piece.
1: You live by the portal. You die by the portal. Yeah, seriously. And if you live by the portal, I think you got to keep using the portal. I want to get your thoughts on DJU. And before I get your thoughts, I want to say two things. (laughs) Number one, I want to say I find this very weird. Okay. Now, I understand. I have no issue with DJU wanting to transfer because at Oregon State, his coach left. And the league he was playing in (laughs) died. died. (laughs) So I get it. Like, who the heck is Oregon State even going to be playing next year? And you don't have your coach. I understand. That being said, you are a graduate of Clemson. And now you're going to be the quarterback at Florida State.
0: What a world. Does anybody
1: else find this weird? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it is. It's strange. It is super strange. And and honestly I the, gotta be
1: honest, you, I don't like it. Yeah, and I don't like it. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Um even the the just coming back across the country. Uh I, I thought it would yeah, be like, it would have been dude. a West Coast. Um you snip, know snap, Snip Snap, Snap. Yeah, just to be closer to, you know, family, whatever. Um and honestly, fit is gonna be interesting too. Uh, you know, yes. cause obviously, you know, they they I don't know, have been. I guess it just is what it is. You know, you just find different pieces and and whatever. Um, you adapt. Yeah, you, I guess. You um, have? he's got a rocket launcher arm. He's going to have a great, you know, offensive line in front of him. You know, I think if he can really commit to the, you know, quarterback power and quarterback run, I mean, that that's electric and that's hard to stop being such a big monster like he is. Uh, but just overall the, the scheme is going to be interesting to, to see how that changes, you know, with Florida state, having such a guy that can create and be a magician and escape and do these other things, you know, to now kind of, you know, more so looking like we saw these last handful of games where, you know, there there wasn't a whole lot of points. So we'll see. Obviously, they loved him and and think that he can be a, a fantastic you know piece to this puzzle. And you know, how much does he continue to grow? And and Coach Norvell, I mean, I think is exceptional, uh, play caller, but also developer. Uh, and, and how can he help you know DJ take another step there? So it, it is going to be fascinating. It is going to be very interesting. How does Florida State rebuild? How are they able to 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 again build on this you know thirteen and one season, ACC champs uh, where again a lot of guys moving on to to the next level, a lot of guys transferring, you know other places. So we'll see. Uh, But I think one thing that we know the Knolls are you know when the Knolls are good, college football is better. ACC obviously better. Um, And I I hope they continue to grow because I love this staff, love the players that they have there, and think that you know they've got what it takes. Uh, So I'm very interested to see where they go from here.
1: I saw a quote from DJU basically saying he picked Florida State because of Mike Norvell and because of talking with Jordan Travis and how much Mike Norvell developed him as a quarterback, but also off the field as well. I want to add this, Meg, because my first thought too was that DJU is a little too much uh, pro style for Florida State, like doesn't want to create as much outside of the tackles with his legs. However, did you know that Jordan Travis only rushed for 176 yards this year?
0: <laughs> no. I wouldn't have guessed that. Though. Shocked? It me. is shocking. It is shocking. And
1: I, La- the year last yeah. year, he, he rushed for 570.
0: Right. And I think I, I will go to say this though a little bit is you know that there was so much of that you know expectation. Not that they didn't meet it, um, but there was so much of man, this guy's gonna have you know four hundred four thousand yards passing. Thousand yards rushing, right, like there was right. a lot of all of that, and but FSU's this office, running
1: backs were so were so good. good,
0: they're so good. Yeah, you got to hand it to them.
1: That was the other part of it. So they need to reload there. But yeah, Mac, that it it surprised me. And honestly, you look at Jordan Travis's numbers this year: sixty four percent completion, twenty seven hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, two picks. It was the lack of turnovers that was huge. Um, and of course, he really played ten games if you count it. Um, and then seven rushing touchdowns for Jordan Travis. Here's the last thing I want to leave you with. Just some food for thought. DJU's numbers his last year at Clemson versus this past year at Oregon State. At Clemson, 62% completion, 2,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, seven picks, 6.8 yards per attempt, 142 rushing attempts for 545 yards, seven touchdowns. At, Ohio, at Oregon State, I'll tell you the ones that are main, that are big-time different or similar. Uh, similar numbers. Total yards, 2,600. Similar numbers. Passing touchdowns, 21. Picks, seven. Exact same. Different numbers. Or rushing touchdowns, similar. Six at Oregon State, seven at Clemson. These are the different numbers. At Clemson, 62% completion. At Oregon State, 57%. Right. At Clemson, 6.8 yards per attempt. At Oregon State, 8.4%. But this one surprised me. At Clemson, 142 attempts for 545 on the ground. At Oregon State, 68 attempts for 219. Mm. A lot less running the ball for DJU. Yeah. and But better yards per attempt. But lower completion percentage. Other than that, pretty much the same. Yeah. So,
0: What was the QBR? We'll I think we'll the QBR was significantly higher. At-
1: His quarterback rating was 10 points higher yeah. at oh, Oregon okay. State. So, I think it was like 135, 145 yeah. in terms of rating. Yeah.
0: So we'll see. So there is We'll that. see. It is going to be interesting. Food for thought. Yeah, a little food for thought there. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to break all this down, uh, to talk Florida State. I still find it weird.
1: <laughs> it's my final thought.
0: Weird as in, well, we can break it down more. We're going to break it down more. We're going to have our guy just, Ira on. Okay. I saw Ira. I said, brother, we're bringing you back on. He said, just call me. We can set it up. And I can't wait to talk about it. I want,
1: look, this. I've never, I've always liked DJU. I hope he'll come on the podcast. I just believe that the same man should not play quarterback for both Clemson and Force. That's all. <laughs> Rubs
0: you wrong, huh? Come on. Hey, KG, you're is. a lot of people's favorite non-null null, okay? So, DJ wanted to be their favorite null. That's all it is.
1: Call me a traditionalist. <laughs> but what are we doing? I
0: love it. I love it. This is the age we're I'm in. This is the off world. It's the world that we're in now. Welcome everybody. Here we are. Uh, but guys, thank you for tuning in. Here we go. 2024, we're rolling. We're excited. <laughs> uh, like KG said, one episode this week. Next week, we're going to start hitting you with some of these you know, big-time breakdowns where we're looking at all these different teams. We're going through it, and I uh, cannot wait to kind of have ACC under review. That's where we are. That's where we kind of break all this down. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of great guests, as I mentioned, that are going to join us and, and talk about these ACC teams. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much, and uh, we're excited for this next journey. Big shout-out to Ingles, too. We appreciate them. Uh, because on. as KG said, these numbers, and you may have saw it on social media, are starting to explode. They've been there for all of it, and we love that. We love that and, and continue to you know, really appreciate their support. We also need your continued support to so jump over on YouTube, subscribe, jump in the comment section. Uh, my brother-in-law, Cannon, always makes fun of me for saying that at the end here. But we need your help, people. Come on in here. <laughs> and, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe as well. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.